street minding my own business. Now he looks me up and he looks me down and he says, Hey man, what be this and what be that? And why you gotta look like that? Well, I just looked into my kind of laughed. I said, Hey man, I am cool. I am the breeze. Alright, everybody knows what time it is now. It's time for DJ Fire and Fire's Flames to burn everything down and in general cause mayhem. I've got an 
band will be coming up in about half an hour when darkness falls it's a metal band thrash metal band out of colorado they'll be here in about half an hour but until then i've got a double shot of saint madness they're both cover songs it's Folsom prison blues and comfortably numb going out to big boss man I've also got a brand new song from 99 Nightmares with Winds of Mercury. Now, 99 Nightmares will be on my show March 4th. I've also got a song from Trader coming up. Trader will be on my show on Tuesday. So make sure to stay tuned. I've got a lot of interviews and upcoming shows. I've got a lot of new music. So I hope everybody enjoys and have a good time. You got DJ Fire and Fire's Flames where you want the best. I got the best right here on Breakout's DJ's Radio.
set in darkness She sat all alone Nothing to look at Feeling all alone She hides her bruises And the marks on her face Now she's gone now Left without a trace She says, hey It's cold and dark in here She says, hey I'm frozen with fear It's another day an excuse trying to hide now all the abuse broken and empty thoughts of suicide they run thick now right through her mind she says hey Never going home She says, hey I'd rather be alone As time goes on, it heals wounds Looking for the light now, when darkness blooms She holds the light now, deep within Looking to shine now where she begins She says, hey I'm never going home She says, hey I'd rather be
Alright, that was a double shot of St. Madness, 99 Nightmares, oh. Pantera, Wolfpack. I've got one more song, and then we are going to have When Darkness Falls Live. So make sure to get your questions in, guys, because we will take them on air. But until then, uh, we got one more song. I'm going to do some Trader. Trader will be on my show Tuesday at 1 Eastern Time. They're in Germany, so yeah, my show's a different time on that day. So make sure to check them out, too. Here you go. You got DJ Fire and Fire's Flames where you want the best. I got the best. Right here on Breakouts DJ's Radio. We are back and we have When Darkness Falls Live. No, we don't have squirrels. The gremlins ate the squirrels. <laughs> How's it going? What's going on? This is Eli from When Darkness Falls. I'm, I'm excited, more than excited actually, uh, to be on the show and talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. 
Well, why don't you tell everybody about the band? Like, who's in it, what they play, that kind of thing. Awesome. Well, you know, we've actually had a, a, a lineup change lately. Um, you know, we were a three-piece for a long time, a power trio. We actually, the group started in 2014 and has been going since then. Um, but this, uh, since 2020 hit, we actually had a huge lineup change. We decided to actually add a second guitar player, and that's where uh, William Perkins came involved. So now we had, we had to do like a bunch of awesome dueling guitar stuff. We got harmonies like just coming out of every end of the guitars. Like it's amazing. Um, and also, uh, we have a new bass player, and uh, our new bass player is Kayla. Kayla Pollock. She used to play flute in a, a band called Endlight. They were kind of like a Celtic band, you know, oh, cool. Celtic metal band. I think I've yeah, heard them. Oh, yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, uh, they got a lot of stuff online. You can definitely still check them out. Uh, unfortunately, they're not a group anymore, but you can definitely still check them out online. Um, but uh, Kayla has since moved to the bass, and she's shredding, shredding the bass for us on bass guitar. Awesome. Um, and so that's amazing, yeah. Um, the, un the unfortunate thing is, you know, we did. We went into the studio ready to write this, for, uh, write, write all this stuff, and we wrote everything. And as soon as we finished uh, recording, uh, our drummer unfortunately decided to bail on us. So oh, that was a very, yeah, very unfortunate events. But we've been working real hard, uh, still practicing every, uh, you know, practicing every single week, uh, you know, with with the tracks that we were recorded with, and have also been working uh, writing new music. So. We have a whole new album coming out. We have new music. You can check it out at Spotify, YouTube, uh, Reverb Nation, SoundCloud, whatever your whatever your fix is, man. Go get it. And we got merch off the Ying Yang as well. I would recommend going to Bandcamp if you're going to get merch because they have some great deals. You can sometimes you uh, they have a deal where you don't have to pay a service fee. Those are great. Keep your eye open for those. But we got T-shirts, stickers, you know, albums. All of our albums. We got our first EP that came out in 2014 or 2015, excuse me. Mm -hmm. only got three songs on it, but it's a, they're nice little tunes. And then, you know, we got our six-song EP that came out in 2016. That's really neat. But the real hitter is going to be the 2018 that came out because we re-released uh, all, uh, all the songs that were uh, recorded on the 2016 EP. We re-recorded them, remastered them, and, actually, and then wrote four, four more new songs and released a, a full-length album. And so that came out in 2018, but the, the big hurrah is definitely the new album that we got coming out. We're going to release it this year. We don't have an official release date, but I'll tell you what, if you want to go listen to two of those tunes, well, they are released on YouTube and Spotify. And also, I think you're actually going to be playing 1666 or Z is the Black today, if I'm correct. We're going to be playing both of them today. Oh, right. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> see, yeah, see Sorry, yeah, I, I had a cup of coffee. I'm stoked. I'm ready to go. <laughs> awesome. So, when did you get into music? Oh, man. <laughs> that, see, that's, uh, that's inter interesting. Uh, I, I would probably say around 14 years old, uh, I was I started getting into the guitar, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my older my older cousin he played guitar and he was a big fan of Jimi Hendrix. Oh, nice! And yeah, yeah. And uh, the funny thing is, we were actually big fans of pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> and the funniest thing is Hulk Hogan. But he came out. He actually came out to Voodoo Child, and 
And I guess that was actually what inspired my cousin to play guitar, which ended up being the catalyst for me watching him play guitar and being like, I want to play guitar too. And the ball kept rolling and rolling, and it kind of just kind of just kept going from there, to be honest, you know. Uh, but it wasn't always with the guitar, actually. I, I got a guitar, and I tried, and I tried. I just couldn't really do it. So I went to drums and played drums until I was about, I think, you know, 20 or 21. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I had a buddy who came over and played drums, and I had a guitar. We was playing around, and he's like, you know, I'm more of a screamer. And I was like, oh, I play drums more. And I was like, I play guitar more or a little, I don't I don't remember what, exactly how it happened, but there was just a huge transition of, uh, I don't really need to play drums, I'll play guitar, this is where the real talent is for me, or what I really want to pursue anyway. Right. Well, that's yeah, cool. so. <laughs> How did you guys come up with the name? Oh, When Darkness Falls. So, the, the idea of When Darkness Falls, it actually came from a Kill Switch Engage song, um, which is nice. When Darkness Falls. Yeah, so, yeah, in the chorus, he got, uh, they, you know, it's like, when darkness falls, we are reborn, and I, I really dug that line, because um, I, I saw it in two different ways, as light and darkness, yeah, as like, the name itself, when darkness falls, a lot of people hear the name when darkness falls, and they just think of darkness falling, and I'm like, well, you gotta look at it both ways, man, the darkness will fall, and then there's light, and then everything's all good again, but you gotta know that, you know, the ship's gonna pile on eventually, and you gotta be ready for the balance when it changes, you know, so. Yeah, because yeah, you can't have light without dark. Exactly, exactly. That's cool, yeah, though, I, I like the name. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, we really appreciate that. So what uh, have you guys yeah. been doing during the pandemic? Oh, so during the pandemic, so, so it all started actually uh, at the beginning of the year. It was uh, rec- recording or releasing um, uh, Zenith to Black. Uh, mm-hmm. Just getting because uh, you know going into the pan- uh, we didn't actually you know January first is when we released it. Obviously, we weren't really uh, uh, completely aware of the pandemic yet, but we were excited to ride on that and just start recording a full length album. So as soon as March hit, it was just like, oh no. Like we can't we can't play shows we can't do this and we're just like oh okay so that's what we just we booked you know time to go into the studio and record but uh, there was a lot of you know at the beginning 2020 was gnarly man let me tell you why uh, in my eyes I know why everybody has their own story but for as far as when darkness falls goes like we went at the beginning of when, uh, 2020 as a three piece okay mm-hmm. uh, and and, <laughs> and then when we went to go record. We didn't have a bass player. Uh, we had some unfortunate events with our bass player, and uh, we unfortunately had to cut him loose. But the the, wor- the the part about that, what ended up being the most interesting part, was I had to learn all the bass parts now to go record to record the bass parts and <laughs> record my guitar parts and record the vocals at the same. <laughs> like, and so I was like, oh no, man. And then I and then the other thing about this was uh, we were adding uh, another guitar player. So we had the other guitar player, you know, at the same time that Mackenzie was, our, our bass player left the group, or wasn't in the group anymore, so we were still a three-piece technically, but now we're two guitars instead of one guitar and a bass, or two guitars and just a drummer, uh, but Will, uh, who was our guitar player, wasn't really caught up in all the material yet at the time, so I was working my butt off just getting both guitar parts ready, and get and as well as getting the bass parts and the vocals 
while uh, our drummer at the time, Nate, went in to go do the, the, the drums. So mm-hmm. it was, there was a lot of work at the beginning of the year, let me tell you. And <laughs> so as, but as soon as we recorded, as soon as we got the recordings down, and we we had we you know we had the, the three of us. Two, I was me, Will, and Nate, our drummer at the time, mm-hmm. and we're like, we, let's start getting an audition pack set up so we can get up the bass player. And we had several we had several different bass players come and try out, and, and they did a good job, but um, didn't really seem to work out end to end to be honest. And uh, and and then Kayla, uh, she started learning the songs, and uh, and and man, she really stepped up. It up, and we were genuinely surprised. You know, I, I, I don't know why we say that, but like, but we were surprised. And she came in and she played the four songs that we were having people auditioning, and, and we from there we were just like, let's do this, man. Let's 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 kill it. And uh, you know, we practiced and started building up, uh, build up, building everybody up. You know, with all the all the songs and stuff. And then, um, uh, you know, I really can't tell you honestly. Well, you know, there were things that I guess that were building up that I couldn't behind the scenes I guess with our drummer mm-hmm. but uh, it, it was a real kind of a bottle rocket like boom it was just bang and all of a sudden and it was just whoa what happened but it was it was it was almost kind of like a oh my gosh like was this going to happen oh it did happen okay I'm not going to cry about it let's move forward type of thing you know yeah so, yeah you yeah, don't see a lot of, then, lot of oh. women who play bass and I mean who really can play bass really well yeah agreed yeah uh, I, I, that was the thing was like uh, you know she, she definitely has the intonation and she able and she has the punchiness in, in her hands to really make that bass uh, sound the way it's supposed to sound especially with you know with how aggressive our tone is we need that bass to mm-hmm. be there but not overtake and overpower everything yeah, female from Dead She's awesome. Yeah, there's a band in Tucson called Deadwind. They have a female bass player, and oh my god, she is amazing. Oh, wow. What, what was the name of that band, do you say? Deadwind. Deadwind. I'm going to I'm going to, I'm going to, I have my notebook here, so I'm going to just write this <laughs> down. I'm going to check it's them out. D-E-D-W-I-N. All right, cool. Yeah, I know they're on Facebook. <laughs> But yeah, they've got their bass player. She is awesome. But you don't see it very often, so it's something that, you know, you see them on stage, and then, okay, I've seen a lot of female guitarists, and then I thought, wait a minute, that's not a guitar she has. (laughs) Yeah. And she just, she nails it. That's amazing. Yeah, I I mean, as far as like a, you know, a bigger, like a big label band that I can think of, that's a big influence to me uh, that had a, a female basis for a while was uh, All That Remains. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I forgot what, about that. Yeah. I forgot about that, too. But I'd have to say my favorite bass, female bassist is Emma from Sick Puppies. Oh, I guess uh, Emma in Sick Puppies is female bassist. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about them. Yeah, Sick Puppies, yeah. Of course. Yeah. I, man, I, uh, actually, there's actually another group that practices at, at the place where we practice, at Doghouse Music Studios, uh, they're called Backroom, uh, Backroom of Bel- uh, wait, actually, Backroom Velvet is what they're called, excuse mm-hmm. me, and, and they have a female bass player, they're more like, uh, like, they're like a alternative rock, metal rock, I don't know how to explain them, it's, they're kind of transitioning, uh, you know, because we've been seeing them, you know, at the pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. but like, at, at the studio, we're all masked up, everybody has to wear masks, you know, nobody's, you know, it's, 
guys do the six feet type of deal, so we're all kind of like, we all see each other on waves far away, you know, back right. in the but, but, uh, but you, uh, in our room, you can hear the progression of how they've gone from more rock to, like, more metal, and I'm just like, well, I'm excited to see what they do, but, uh, yeah, but back room velvet, you know, uh, I, I don't know if they have any teams up now, but I know soon they will, so. Yeah, I'll have to check them out. Yeah, yeah they're awesome. So what is your favorite venue to play at? Oh, man. That's a... That's a tough question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, um... I don't know. That's a... As far... Oh, wow. That's a hard one. (laughs) I I guess that's a hard one for me to answer just because I love play so much, so... It's, I guess almost like like do you like play like uh, theaters or do you like play like more the the, the bar shows more I guess is where we're at you know because we mm-hmm. play like I mean the Gothic Theater is probably like the biggest theater we've played to be honest but you know but they're everybody's so far away you know it's just it's just like if I even if I was to crowd dive it'd just be like I would have to make such a major leap to get there <laughs> <laughs> like, be like Superman <laughs> yeah no joke I really have to have like uh you know, little mini trampolines on stage, uh, but, uh, man. So do you do that I, during shows? Uh, <laughs> I, honestly, no, I, I can't say that I have, because uh, I, uh, I have my guitar, I have yet to, like, jump onto any, I, I could say that the, the, I've thrown my guitar on drum sets, or I've thrown my guitar and then ran into the crowd, mm-hmm. uh, I can't, I can't visually, I can honestly say I don't think I've had anybody carry me around or stage die, or stage crowd, you know. Oh, okay, yeah, um, <laughs> Twitch Angry is a punk band in uh, California, San Diego. around San Diego area, and I know Twitch, when he's on stage, if a mosh pit breaks out, he just, he'll jump off stage and go, go in the pit. All right, just, <laughs> yeah, I think that, uh, yeah, when I had my uh, wireless water for a while, the, the MG100, whatever, I don't recommend purchasing it now, but ten years ago it was awesome. But yeah, I've run into the crowd and jump and do stuff like that, but uh, not too much. I've cabled it up ever since. <laughs> yeah, I have um, my nephew. He's in a local band here uh, called Cyrus, and they used to be Diamondback Shake. And when he got a wireless setup a couple years ago, you know, they're performing on stage, and then you look, and you're like, where did Turtle go? And you go <laughs> looking around, looking for him, and he's standing out in front of the venue on the sidewalk. Oh. <laughs> still playing, still doing his vocals, everything, and then just kind of walking around, and it's like, Turtle, get back on stage. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I figured, uh, ever since I started, uh, uh, like, doing t- just vocals all the time in When Darkest Falls, I have a sense thought, I was like, the only way I could ever do that is unless I got, like, you know, the boy band microphone, headset microphone, yeah, uh, and, and, and the wireless, and was running around, but I don't... I don't know how to make that metal. I don't know if I have to put some studs, you know, going all the way to my face. I don't know. <laughs> Could put some chains on it, you know, chain it to your neck. Yeah, that's a good idea. I like that, you know. Or maybe just a full-on helmet microphone. I don't know. Oh, that would look cool. A helmet with, like, the <laughs> mohawk on it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With real hair, though, so we can swing it around. Oh, there you go. 
gotta keep it fresh. Gotta keep it fresh. <laughs> oh yeah. See, we got this. We got this. <laughs> so, if you could set up a show for your band with any other bands, alive or dead, who would it be? Oh man. Oh. Uh, uh, let's see, Black, uh, man, Black Sabbath, Pantera. Nice. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, man, the Scorpions. How many bands can I, how, do how I have? How many you want? Okay, okay, we'll keep it, we'll keep it real. We'll try to do just five or four, four or five bands. Okay. But we'll be the fifth band, so we'll do, so we got Black Sabbath, Pantera, and then what was the one, the one I said? Scorpions. Uh, Scorpions, we gotta do the Scorpions, I can't, I can't. And then, and then, see. Oh man, this is where it gets tough. Pantera. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would say, uh, oh man. I would honestly, I honestly would say Slipknot. I'm not gonna lie. I know that sounds like a crazy list, Black, but those are the ones, because I was thinking about it today, I don't know why. I was just like, if I was on an island and I could only listen to five bands, what would those five bands be? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't really think I could around. come up with only five. There, I, there's too many that I like. Yeah, yeah, because especially with genres of metal, like mm-hmm. that—that's that, the beautiful thing about metal. Like, like you could dabble in any part of metal. Like, there's hair metal. You could live a hair metal life your whole life if you really wanted to, because there's so many hair metal bands. Oh yeah, new metals. Yeah. And then there's melodic metal and symphonic metal and thrash and screamo and death metal. Yeah, you can wear the tightest pants for the rest of your life and listen to the high vocals and break down every day if you wanted to. You could totally, or you could, you know, be in the forest painting your face, yep. or, you know, listen to black metal or Celtic metal or, you know. Yeah, I love Celtic metal. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Do you get those little penny flutes in there? They sound pretty cool. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they really do. Yeah. You, would, you wouldn't really think it would go well, but it works. Yeah, yeah, as long as it's a, yeah, that's that awesome uh, melody and that heavy rhythm underneath it, that's metal, you know. Exactly. There's a, a real good melodic metal band out of Colorado, and it's a band called The Anchor. Oh, oh The Anchor. Yeah, oh yeah, I know The Anchor, yeah. Oh, um, yeah, we... Have you done oh, a show with them? <laughs> we, we did a show with them so long ago, actually, at this little venue called The Pit. Uh-huh. Uh, and and uh, in northern, in, or actually, I I think that's more like the western part, uh, part of Denver. It's like a, almost Lakewood kind of area, mm-hmm. uh, which is actually really funny because that ended up being the place where we actually had our first show back in 2015. We is that place. <laughs> oh, cool! Yeah, we yeah. saw the anchor. Um, we had gone out to um, we were invited out to Colorado by He Kill Three for one of their shows, and the anchor was playing as well and you know Lindsay she's just a little bitty you know cutesy looking girl up there and I'm like okay this is cool and then she started to to growl and I'm looking at the guys going which one of them is doing that because I can't <laughs> tell and then I realized it was her yeah that's awesome I actually, I actually, I just remembered we actually played another show with them at the Roxy Theater, and because and, uh, the only time I had seen them was uh, like the videos that they would post before, mm-hmm. and it was like scream, scream like a chick, 
Uh, I think the only I think the only comment that I was just like, ah, because we were swapping and they were going on next, and I was like, I hope you guys kill it, man, and they're like, you guys did great. I think the only comment I said was, I hope ice cream's like a chick good enough for you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I tell you a lot of the anchor, and I always tell people, it's like, okay, now, you know, you hear the girl, and then you would think the other is a guy, but trust me, it's not. It's it's Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, uh, the girl, the, the gal from uh, uh, All That Remains, uh, she's actually not their bass player anymore. They sent, she sent part of it with them. I'm not sure what that story is. Actually, oh, there's okay. a whole story with All That Remains with their guitar player. What's him dying? Do y'all you, do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Wow, what a sad story. Like, really. <laughs> they played with the anchor. Really? Yeah. We have, uh, oh. we have three DJs that we all live in the same house, and uh, Ink Master just walked in, and he loves the anchor. He hasn't had a chance to see them perform. But he loves oh, their wow. music, so when he walked in, I, he knows that I'm interviewing you today, so I told him, I'm like, he's played with the anchor, and he's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I about fell over, man. How you guys doing? <laughs> I'm doing great, man. I'm doing awesome. Just one? Just one. Just one, okay. Yeah, I play you guys' music, too, man. I think it's pretty fucking cool, by the way. <laughs> awesome, man. I really appreciate that. I, t I tell you what, man, if, if, you, if you dig our old stuff, you're going to dig our new stuff, man. It's heavier, faster. Than, oh, yes. Oh, it's just, yeah. That's how I like it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, he was asking me last night, because I, I back up all of my music that I play on my shows to an external hard drive. And last night he was going, you have new music from In Darkness Falls? And I said, yeah. And he's like, is it on your hard drive? Because he'll, yeah. he'll grab it and go put it in his computer. Yeah. And I'm like, Because I don't no. have no newer. I have a lot of your older stuff, though. Oh, yeah. So I oh, told yeah, him, yeah, no, yeah. no, it's not there yet, it's, but it's on my computer. Right on. <laughs> Good deal. So why don't you tell us about the song 1666, The Monument. Yes, yes. Oh, th this, was a, this was a fun project for me, actually. Uh, so 1666, The Monument is actually about an actual monument. Uh, uh, and this monument is in, in, uh, it's in uh, London, England. Mm -hmm. So this song is uh, particularly about uh, the fire that happened in 1666. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So it, it was a pretty gnarly fire, mostly just because uh, everything was, you know, old, old, old times. Everything was made of wood. It was all, it was all wood town. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, uh, <laughs> so luckily there was, there was no, like, crazy casualties. I think, honestly, there was only several, like, uh, I think only several casualties, like, of people, like, being hurt or mm -hmm. anything. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, I actually took a trip to London and, uh, there was a bar, uh, I was walking around, it was like one in the morning, and I was like, I need a drink, man. And we're walking around, I'm walking around with my girlfriend, and, and uh, we go to this bar, and we take a couple shots of Jameson, and there's nice. this huge, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, Irish whiskey in London, oops. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, we walk out of this bar, and there's this huge pillar going three miles up into the sky. Okay. And I was just like, uh, and it's like, just like, what the heck is this thing? Or I, I, I think it was three miles. I, I, I can't remember exactly how tall it is. I, excuse me on that one. Well, at least fact, fact check me on that one. But uh, the cool, I was looking at it above this big pillar, and I was like, what the heck is this thing? And there's just like this little side there, and the, I, read, I read it all. It's just a little basic, you know, 
a little history tell mm-hmm. about the story about the fire that happened in London and how it started on a little bakery and it burnt down a big part of the city because all of the buildings were made of wood. And I was like, this is brutal, man. I was just like, I got to write a song about this, especially because of the date being 1666. Mm-hmm. I was just like, this is, it was brutal. It's it just cool, just lined up, cool story, this and that. And, that, and that's it, you know, but, uh, yeah, it's really neat because the lyrics of the songs are very interesting because uh, when I went back to watch several different documentaries on it, it was very interesting because of, because of the time, there was a lot of uh, a lot of different reasons why people thought the fire started. So, mm-hmm. like, the church was, was saying, oh, it's because of, you know, blasphemy and blah, 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 this and that, <laughs> that's why the fire started. And then, you know, and then, like, you know, the government's saying, ah, it's because of these poor people and blah, blah, blah. Uh, this and that and it's just all this bogus nonsense unrealistically it was just uh, you know a little bakery that started the fire on accident (laughs) (laughs) they're like the witches did it I know it yeah exactly so that there's a lot so the song is about the fire initially but in the lyrics it's all about like you know the different ways of people you know perceiving the fire but in the end it was just bakery <laughs> <laughs> in the end it was kind of normal yeah exactly yeah and, and I, I think that's the, the cool a lot of our songs you know the, is expression of humans faults but mm-hmm. really getting down to the the need the, like what the true inspiration of whatever it is is you know what I mean that's so. cool well we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna play 1666 the monument we will be back in just a couple minutes. You got DJ Fire and Fire Flames where you want the best and I got the best. Right here on Breakouts DJ's Radio.
and we are back live with When Darkness Falls. What's up, everybody? And we were just talking about Denver, because these guys are in Denver. Yes, we are. I mean, well, we do a lot of our shows. We're based out of Denver. We originally started in Longmont, Colorado, and we have since migrated to Lafayette, Colorado. And, and that reason why is because of our practice space. And that I can't, I have to say them again, the Farcast Music Studios, they've been uh, more than amazing to us, man. Um, you know, they, they always have toilet paper, first off. And <laughs> well, that's and good. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and they take care of everybody. You know, they they, they hold a good policy with, especially with the restrictions. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, they were they were you know they were a studio. You know, they're booking here left and right doing their thing. But when the pandemic hit, you know, uh, uh, everything slowed down. And uh, I give it up for them though, because the folks that still had residences, you know, or that were paying monthly, you know, monthly mm-hmm. deals, they they were still had, uh, you know, they were still able to get to their studio. But as long as we kept to our strict guidelines as well as nobody in the studio other than bandmates and only being in the studio for you know band stuff you know you can't just go to the studio and drink a beer or whatever you know (laughs) (laughs) well that makes sense but I mean I know a lot of bands they go to the studio to practice and of course you know they practice and then they just kind of hang out and drink and smoke and then they practice and then they drink and smoke and then they practice that one hundred percent. I, I that is exa- I would not. I would lie to you if I said that is not what happens at our practices. <laughs> but uh, that is definitely. But as long as you know, it's you know, there's actual progress and not just hanging out. But I'll tell you what, band uh, practice is always a, uh, a fun time, a fun treat for me because it's it's almost like a mini show. But it's working out the the kinks and the whatever you know. It's, mm-hmm. always, it's always a fun thing for me. Like you have to be stoked to go to band practice. I I, I can't imagine not being. Stoked. And I think that's true for most bands. Oh, yeah. I would hope. Yeah, so would I. <laughs> yeah, you imagine if it, if it was just like a job, you know, everybody just feels tense, you know. Because uh, we, we've, we've dealt with situations like that before where things were getting really tense and we're just like, okay, we need to all talk right now and figure out, who, you know, what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys been on, like, any types of tours? Yeah, yeah, uh, we've, you know, uh, we, we do, uh, we did one, uh, one awesome tour, actually, and then after that tour was when I realized we should just do Weekend Warrior type stuff, and that's when we started switching to just, like, going to Albuquerque one week, and then going to, like, Phoenix, or going here one week, and then just, you know, really making it a weekend deal, and then I found that we got, uh, a lot more out of that, mm-hmm. than, than doing a tour, uh, uh just at our level, to be honest, you know, mm-hmm. you know, booking all these shows in a row, like, it's awesome, and it's fun to play, but it's just, like, if, without the proper promotion, uh, especially when you're 18 hours away from your home base, you know, uh, it, it gets tough, but if you are going to play a show 18 hours away, and you have two weeks to really pump, pump, pump on that one show, you know, or that one week, and then the next week, so on and so forth, you know, it, it really helps out a lot, but, uh, yeah, we, we've been, uh, we played a lot longer and had a lot of fun times. Uh, I'll have to say my favorite shows, uh, as far as like doing Weekend Warriors, is when we went up to South Dakota mm-hmm. and we played played some uh, Indian reservations. Oh man, <laughs> those were some parties, man. Let me tell you. Well, there were shows. It was like everybody on the reservation. They they don't rent. They don't rent. They rent a VFW hall mm-hmm. in the city in the city nearest to their reservation. 
and uh, I, and I didn't understand that that was a, that was what was happening the first time we went there, and I was just like I was like, whoa, this place is packed, man. I was like, you know, and nobody knew who we were until after we played, and then after we played, dude, everybody was so nice. They they bought we found home with no merch. That was the, the coolest thing. Like, and everybody talked and. But yeah, going up to, to North, uh, South Dakota um, was amazing. Those were the fun shows. Oh, it sounds like it. Yeah, I know doing a tour because I've been on the road with bands as a tour manager because I, I, you know, I not only do radio shows, I'm a band and tour manager. And man, they're fun. You know, the shows are fun to do, but all the work, you know, getting from state to state and making sure this is right and that is right oh that is just a lot of work and very tiring yeah, it's, yeah very tiring I, I you know i but i you know if somebody wanted if somebody wanted to book a tour you know obviously when things are up and running we're gonna do it you know but you know we, we just found what worked for us you know as far as like uh you know what how can we push it the best we can for our shows and like but tours are definitely in the foreseeable like in the future for us again man because we, we need to hit the road but oh awesome we gotta get you down to Arizona yeah that would be amazing yeah I got I got the we, we played in Bullhead Arizona that we mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah we played in Albuquerque and then drove all the way across <laughs> Arizona to get to Bullhead City that's, that's <laughs> and, a drive yeah oh yeah yeah you know, the cool part was I didn't have to worry too much about it because uh, uh, I drove the night before. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, and uh, I drove us from Denver or Colorado Springs to Albuquerque. So I was in the safe zone. I was like, dude, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna drink and hang out, okay? But here's the funniest part, man. After we played the show in Albuquerque, we went and hung out with these these uh, these fellas uh, at their home, mm-hmm. and because they they invited us to drink and. So, I learned really quick that every time you ask for a beer, you're not just going to just chill and drink it, man. They, uh, you ask for a beer, and they're like, grab the funnel, dude! And they <laughs> grab this, yeah, they grab this funnel, and they chug, they open it, they just grab it, and then you're just chugging a beer. And I was just like, I, I think it was like, the, the second time I did it, I was just like, dude, they're going to do this every single time, I think, man. I was just like, Oh man, so I, so I got to sleep all night in the van, and, and then woke up in, in the morning in Arizona, so, so. That was the 20. easy way. <laughs> yeah, 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 I had to pay for lunch though the next morning, that was the only thing. <laughs> well, that happens. It was fair, it was fair, it was fair. <laughs> yeah, I know Colorado Springs to Albuquerque, that's a big drive too. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, I think it's like, Five, six hours or four and a half. I, I can't remember. I can't remember. But that particular tour was fun because we did. Definitely, we started in Denver, and then I was just like, "Well, we don't need to drive to Colorado Springs. Let's just sleep here, and then go to Colorado Springs." Mm-hmm. So Denver, Denver, Colorado Springs, Albuquerque, Arizona, and uh, oh, and then Las Vegas. That was a fun one. That because I'd never been to Vegas before. Mm-hmm. And to say that we went to Vegas for the first time on a tour was a really neat thing for me to say. Which venue did you play in Vegas? Oh man, let's see. Uh, I can check it out. It's it's been dive bar. Was it the dive bar? No, no, I can't say it was bad. I can check it out. Man, man, where was it? It was. It wasn't in the middle of the city though. It was like you had to. 
drive up this, this strip a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think it was... Yeah, the dive bar is close to the college there, I think. Because we took a couple bands up to the dive bar. They're pretty cool. Okay, see, Las Vegas. Oh, it was called the Dive Bar. Isn't that funny? Oh, yeah, that was the Dive Bar. Oh, it is the Dive Bar. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's where we played. Yeah, it was August 10th, uh, 2018. We were at the Dive Bar. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, yeah. We, we took um, Broken Skulls and Dope Sick to the Dive Bar. Oh, oh wow. I, I, I wish I could remember the bands we played with, but I, all I can remember is one of the bands uh, covering Green Jelly's song. You know, the uh, Little Pigs, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and I, that was the coolest thing, because I had only heard that song one time before, and, I, and to hear somebody play it live was such the funniest thing to me. But that was a great show, because great bar, yeah, everything was awesome. I, man, I can't even believe how long ago that was now. Yeah. And then after that, you yeah. know. Uh, the Smoke. Uh, what was that one uh, band in Vegas that opened for us at the dive bar? Do you remember? Because I think we were there, it was 2017, or it might have been 2018. But there was a, a band that opened for us, and it was the first show they had ever played. And they were way cool. Oh, wow. But when, you know, like if I, when I set everything up, I like to get, you know, I, you know, I always want local bands. But a lot of times I like to get the ones that they haven't had an opportunity yet, you know, to perform on a stage with some bands that are out on the road. 100%. I, I think that's a, that's a big thing for local groups to do is play with a, 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 a touring band or a just, you know, any band that's on the road because it gives them a completely different perspective. Because when you play with just local bands, you can't sometimes... You kind of just fall into that local metal band molds where, but when you see a band that that's already played three shows before and and they're in front of you now and still wants to play as hard as they possibly can, mm -hmm. like you know, like that that shows like you you get to see like a real craftsman, you know, almost going at it, you know. But yeah. uh, it, it really changes. You're like, oh yeah, this is the touring band for sure because uh, they're solid as hell. Oh yeah, uh, Smoke looked it up. It was uh, Sahara Thrash. Yeah, that oh, was man. the the first show they ever played was at the dive bar when they opened up for um, Broken Skulls and Dope Sick. Oh man, Here, what's their name? One more time, I'm gonna write them down. Maybe next time we go to Vegas, we can see what's going on with them. Sahara Thrash. Sahara Thrash, that's a sick name. Yeah, it is, and they were so cool. Um, the the lead singer, I kind of felt bad because he kept coming up to me wanting to buy me a drink, but, you know, I was working. <laughs> I don't really drink, and I'm like, you know, if you want, you can get me a Pepsi or, you know, soda, whatever. And he's like, are you sure? Because I'll, I'll buy you a drink. And I'm like, no, dude, it's cool. You know, I'm, I'm working here. But it, they were the nicest guys. They had so much fun. And they, they did a really good show. That's amazing. That I, I think that man. 
Well, I'm going to definitely look them up and see what's going on with them. But, uh, you know, the funny thing I was, I think about that tour, which, you know, and uh, what actually kind of changed my mind about it, because we didn't have a tour manager when we did that. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened was, uh, so I went, I went ahead and I booked the first three or four shows. Mm-hmm. And... And then um, uh, a gal, I can't, I, I can't remember her name, to be honest, but uh, I, I actually, someone that I knew that, that worked with local bands booking tours with them, mm-hmm. uh, I, she had helped me book several different uh, shows. Uh, but, so she added us on to another band's tour, basically, at the ends of their tour. And I was like, sweet, that works out great. Well, that band ended up uh, canceling their tour and so that meant half of our tour was like just gone, and I was just like, oh, oh man. no, man. <laughs> and and I wasn't too worried about it, but but the, uh, the only real problem was we were headed to the first show in Las Vegas or into Long Beach, California, the ones that she was booking for us. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, and she's like, just go to the venue. There, there's going to be another guy there, and he's going to book the show for you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I was like, hey man, where are the other bands? And he's like, they're on their way. He's like, you guys don't worry about taking your stuff off the off the stage. You, you guys just go ahead. You're gonna play first. And I was like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound like, good. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh oh. So like, uh, so I guess the other guy. It, it wasn't completely horrible. I guess whatever, because we got to see these awesome other bands play. But these other bands were not metal bands. Like rock bands, you know. Oh wow! <laughs> like yeah, like MC5, you know, kind of stuff going on. Oh damn! And, uh, yeah, so like we we play our set, dude, and we're like you know being a ruckus and whatnot, you know. And there's like these four like dudes with these glasses on and stuff standing there, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we and then I was just like, oh, uh, it, basically we just got uh, when the show got taken over. Uh, the guy didn't know that we were going to be a metal band, and so then mm-hmm. he's just like, he, I, I don't completely blame him for sticking us in the front. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I was like, ah, oh, bummer, dude. So that's why I was like, okay, I want to take as much control as possible, mm-hmm. especially you know when you're when you're going out that far. I was just like, I, I want to, I want to. I obviously things are going to happen, you know. But ever right. since we've just tried to take every precaution to make sure that. You know, if we're gonna go out that far, we're gonna at least have get enough money to buy, you know, a beer or you know, some McDonald's, and at least build a tank to get home. Yeah, well, that's always important. Yeah, because I've uh, you know booked some tours and I book shows once in a while, and I won't do anything without a contract with the venue. It's like, no, this is you're gonna feed them, you're gonna get them a room, this is what you're gonna pay them. And I have it all in writing beforehand, because I'm like, if you don't sign a contract, I'm not going to guarantee we even show up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't blame you, man, because, like, can you imagine, like, like, well, I mean, I've, I don't even have to imagine, it's already happened, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm not trying to be, like, a stickler, because I love it, you know, I love it. It's, it's part of the grind, you know, realistically, you know, it's, because, you know, you can't get fixated on those little bumps, because those little bumps, realistically, only happen every once in a while. And, uh, yeah. That, that, 
band. And I think it's uh, happened definitely. to every band at some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you're an active active band wanting to, like, pursue a music career, that that's going to happen. <laughs> yep. Now, what advice would you give somebody? Say they're just starting a band. What advice would you give them? Oh, what advice would I give them? I think the best advice I'd give them is don't, you know, know, know what you want to do and be persistent and don't listen and, and don't listen to anybody. And I and that, was, that sounds like a weird advice to give somebody, but it's just like, because you're going to know when to listen because when you're, when you start a band or when you start anything, for some reason, anybody who's never done it or that's mediocrely, mediocrely doing it is going to try to tell you how to do it right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, and so, and if you have something that's in your heart that, that, that's making you want to pursue, like, stepping forward and, and, and growing something, then use that fire on your own, you know what I mean? And then naturally, I think naturally, honestly, naturally, all the good stuff or what you need is going to fall in the line of what you need to hear. And all, all the other nonsense will fall aside. So, yeah. be conscious, I guess. I guess. I know, and that's, that's tough. Just be conscious and do what you want to do, you know? Well, and it's true. I mean, you know, a lot of bands that I work with, they call me up and they're going, you know what, our music is not as popular right now as, like, this band over here and that band over there is more of, like, a pop band. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, you do metal. Metal's not the same. And they're like, yeah, but we should change to be more commercial. And I'm like, no, don't. I would say that dude doesn't like their own music. That's what, that would be my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I know that like, don't who you are. Yeah, like, you gotta believe in yourself, you know? Like, that's almost, uh, yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta be in your bubble, but, like, know when you bu- burst your bubble and get out of it, because, like, you, you gotta, you gotta build what you like, you know? That, I think that's the funniest thing is uh, with some musicians, they're like, I, I don't know how to write a song, or I don't know how to do this, because uh, I, I have too much influence, or uh, <laughs> I just can't, it's just like, just relax, bro. Like, just put the first puzzle down, and then you can put the next one, and then the next one, you gotta build it, you know? You mm-hmm. gotta build it. Yeah, you know, everything, it's, you know, to write, you, nobody just writes a book, dude. You gotta write the first page, and so on and so forth, yeah. yeah. People wanna open up their freaking biography and expect everything to be written down for them, and it's just like, dude, you gotta do the work, man. Exactly. <laughs> Now, have yeah. you ever heard, because, I mean, I hear it all the time, at least once a year, somebody starts something going, oh, metal is dead, metal died, there's not going to be any more metal, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, metal will never die. Have you heard that before? Die. Um, you know, I, I, I hate to say this, but the only thing I ever honestly hear is, like, uh, is when Gene, Gene Simmons talks, you know, and goes, uh, rock is dead type of thing. Oh, yeah. I think he's got, I think he's got a whole different perspective on what, what's happening, you know, com- now compared to what was happening to him then, but, uh, you know, I can't say because I'm not Gene Simmons, I guess, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, don't want to bash Gene Simmons, it, DJ Smoke is a huge fan. I know more about the band Kiss that I never wanted to know. Because I'm, I'm not a I'm, big I'm, fan of theirs. <laughs> oh, really? That's interesting. <laughs> I mean, I like some I, of their stuff. Okay. You know, just, I'm not a huge it's fan. It's just not your, cup, not your cup of tea. That's okay. Yeah. Well, 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 
What's your favorite rock band then? What would you say is your favorite rock band? Oh. Uh, um, from that era, I guess. I don't know if you want to say now or ever. From the 80s? Um. Uh, Slaughter, Slayer, Queensryche, uh, uh, Metallica, um, Quiet Riot. I actually met Def Leppard. Oh, nice. Yeah, me and a friend snuck on their tour bus. Oh, wait. <laughs> 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 I was 16. Yeah, I was 16, and it was, we were, had, after the show, we had gone to check out where the tour bus is parked at the TCC in Tucson. And we go down there, and there's like, you know, three or four tour buses down there, cause I don't, and I don't even remember who played with them. And we're tr- looking at them, and none of the buses are wrapped, so you can't tell whose bus is whose. And I'm looking, and I spotted one with a picture of Marilyn Monroe in the front window. And I'm like, that's Def Leppard's bus. She goes, how do you know? I'm like, one of their songs is about Marilyn Monroe. And we ended up sneaking on the bus and scared the bus driver. And he ended up telling the band that we were there and was it cool if we met him. And they were like, you know, if they had enough balls to sneak on the bus, then sure. So we partied with them for about an hour while our friends were looking all over for us to drive home. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it was fun. It, it was definitely something I don't think I, well, no, I probably would do it now. I would probably do it again. <laughs> I'm about to say, I wouldn't do it again, but I'm thinking, yeah, you know what, I probably would. What do you got to lose, right? Yeah, well, exactly. I'm like, okay, yeah. if I get caught, they're going to throw me in jail. Big deal. I'll go spend a night in jail. It'd be full circle. You'd be like, you remember this one time? And then they'd be like, yeah, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, then you, and then you'd have a good time. <laughs> exactly. But I've always been—I've always been into music, and you know, I've always helped out local bands, which kind of led me into more what I'm doing now on an international level, not just local. And I just yeah, have fun with it. Yeah. But it's not yeah, something I ever would have seen myself doing, hmm. which is kind of weird. Well, you know, it's funny because like. It, it's just, it's just a natural progression because you know uh, you're obviously you're clearly wanting to help out groups and uh, this is this is the, the perfect segue you know for you to get into you know because it's like dude like how else are that how else are bands supposed to get out especially new bands you know exactly. like oh yeah we yeah yeah you know because otherwise we have these folks you know where we gotta you know they, you know we gotta pay like thirty thousand dollars a month you know and then they get two thousand people to like us on our Facebook or something and it's just like no I I need let's do real promotion, let's do real work, let's let people hear the voices of these musicians, not just hear their songs, because we can hear thousands of songs. There's mm-hmm. some guy writing an amazing song right now yep. on his laptop, but it's just like, where, where's the longevity? Where's the, where's, who's going to back that up type of thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. Now, what was and the, why? Yeah, it's true. Oh, what was the, the funniest or weirdest thing that ever happened like backstage or after a show oh god let's see here uh well the craziest and the funnest thing um well <laughs> i think one time we had this uh one time we played the show in uh in the long box at the dickens opera house right mm-hmm 
and uh, I was living in Longmont at the time, and I, I had an apartment uh, with my buddy, and <laughs> and I had I was just like when the Dickens closes, they they really want everybody out. They're like, okay, let's we are everybody's close, and that, but we were the last ones to play. We headlined that like, particular show, mm-hmm. and so everybody's like hanging out and talking to us, and we we're taking people upstairs and stuff or whatever. And it was just clear that we needed to take the party somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was like, I live in Longmont. I only live like a block away. Everybody come to my apartment. <laughs> 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 oh my God. Dude, so <laughs> the best part about it was uh, my buddy lived next door. And so we basically had all the, he lived next door to me. So we had the whole bottom floor of our apartment. Like people were going for one time and to tell you all the things that happened there, it's crazy. Because like, you had the, you had people making out in different rooms. You had people like doing drinking, and like you had people puking. And the, it was just your classic like crazy party. But like, I think it was just nuts to me because I, you know, uh, I was under the influence of several things, and I was kind of just observing. <laughs> and I was just. Like I remember walking to the living room, and mm-hmm. I thought this—I thought this girl was sick, or she ate a cupcake, you know, because she mm-hmm. had purple all over her face. But then another girl walks around, and she's got purple all over her face. And I was like, "Oh my god, these people are doing crazy stuff! They're all making out with each other." But it's just apparently it was just one girl really looking for a lot of attention, and she was just going out and making out with every dude and chick. But like. Pleasantly, I guess, right. so to speak, you know. <laughs> and but I think the funniest part <laughs> was uh, she decided to give a fella a lap dance, and uh, I remember looking over to my side, and this guy, one of my buddies, is just standing there with a beer in his hand, and he sees what's going on, and he literally just pulls up a chair, just sits down, and just has the smile on his face watching this girl give this dude a lap dance, and I, and I was just like, this is the funniest fucking thing ever. <laughs> But, yeah, that was a that was a crazy night, and, yeah, but... That reminds that, that, me of, um, the, uh, oh, I can't think of the name of it, the movie about Motley Crue. Oh, yeah. And some of the, the parties. The, the yeah. The and some of the parties that they had at their place. Yeah. That kind of reminds dude, I, me of that. Dude, I, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. When I saw that movie, I thought I was, like, 21 again, like, so... I know, I'm a little older now, I'm 30 years old, still rocking my ass off, I promise you, and I'll sweep my hair faster than you, like, <laughs> no, I'm just teasing, but I had, like, that was fun, but I, dude, when we, when we, I saw that, I was just like, holy cow, I just started thinking, because when, uh, when I, I was born in 1990, okay, so, like, when, uh, when I started getting a medal, it was the scene days, and mm-hmm. I have no problem admitting these days, because my pants were as tight as they could possibly be, you know, and my hair was just naturally straight, so I didn't have to buy a straightener, thank goodness. Oh, you're lucky. Yeah, I got to be a little bit more metal than all the other guys, because I didn't have a straightener. (laughs) 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 But, I just think about those days, you know, because, like, they were party days, you know? Everybody was, you know, we're all 20, 21 years old, and we're just fucking, you know, well, you know, 2000, I guess we're talking, like, uh, 2010 now, 2011 and stuff like that, when the bank went, I started playing music for real, for real, mm-hmm. you know, and it started getting crazy, like, the parties were just nuts, and so I just thought about those days, but, uh, 
Uh, I like to observe a lot more now because I, I used to, yeah, I'd be like the drunk guy under a deck somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I, I went to a lot of those kinds of parties as well back in the 80s. Oh, wow. Actually, I just thought of a great story if you want to take it. Sure, go for it. <laughs> all right, so uh, I, I think it was my buddy's birthday. I can't exactly remember. We were all parted after one show, and um, um, I remember when I was driving there, I was like, oh, man, I need to eat something before I get there because I haven't ate anything, and now everybody's just going to keep drinking, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so uh, I stopped at the store, and all they had was cashews. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all they had was cashews, right? So I was like, all right. So I eat the, like, this little jar of cashews on my way over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, we start drinking and partying and stuff. Well, one of my buddies, uh, later on in the evening, gets kind of, you know, had a little too much, you know, and uh, gets a little of the yakety ease, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, so, well, he's in the restroom, and I open the door to see if he's okay, and, and everybody's kind of behind me, too, and he kind of got upset because he was just like, because uh, he was yakking, and yeah. he's just like, and he said the funniest thing I'll never forget. So he's yakking, right? And, and he's just like, I'm not cool, dude. I'm drinking, man. <laughs> and so, uh, and I was like, fuck that shit, dude. So I, I sit on the back of the toilet, and I was just like, I was like, no, you're cool, dude. I was just like, you're cool. I was like, cool people puke, man. I'm going to puke right now. <laughs> so I stick my hand in my mouth, and I... <laughs> And like try and not just making myself yak. And the only thing that's in my stomach is what these fucking cashews, right? Oh no! And like and cashews and beer. So it's like, like peanut butter basically. <laughs> and, and I freak. And he's he's they're all like he sticks his head up and he's like wobbly looking at me on his knees, you know. And I'm just like I'm gonna puke, you know. And I feel it coming. It's about to come out of my throat. And right when I'm about to go. He sticks his head down and starts oh, puking no. again. And then I puked on his head. <laughs> and, I <was> like, <laughs> and I was like, no! <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that <laughs> happens. <laughs> yeah, but then it ended up being like a really funny thing. And I was like, no, my God, I'm so sorry. But yeah, but his girlfriend took him upstairs and she hosed him down. And all was well. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, we had, um... We went out to uh, uh, California to um, for a Brat Prince's CD release party. Oh. And we got there the night before, and this was in September. And um, it was at the, uh, the Doll Hut in uh, Anaheim. So oh, we get there the night before, and we had told Brat Prince we were coming out for it. So they had a party the night before. And then we went to the show. Then they had an after party that we went to with them at the Brat House. And, you know, we're at the Brat House, and DJ Inkmaster was with us. And, yeah, Ink, I'm telling on you again because I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, like, walking around, and um, Tommy's girlfriend, Tommy's the lead singer for Brat Prince, he looks at her, and he's like, where's the bathroom? I'm going to puke. And she's like, Right there. Over there. Get in there. <laughs> it was a little after that that we were like, all right, we're going back to our room because, you know, we got to drive back to Arizona tomorrow morning, so. I think oh, he slept man. most of the way back. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> but that was That's a awesome. fun time anyway. Even if he did puke. Yeah. You know, it's going to happen. I know. I know we drink a lot, you know. But, you know, if you're going to yak, might as well yak. Get it up. Get it out. Don't let it. Don't be, the, don't be a bumblehead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he... Oh, yeah, I gotta do one more story about ink. Because it's funny. Uh, yeah, I, I, I want to meet this guy. I really do. <laughs> he, he, he likes to drink and he likes kiss. Like, that. that's my friend. Right there. Yeah, I don't know how much he's into kiss. DJ Smoke is the one, like, total. Oh, DJ Smoke. Yeah. Okay, I apologize. Well, DJ Smoke. Well, DJ Smoke, he must... What, does he smoke cigars? What's the smoke all about? Was this one oh. talking something else? Yeah, um, see, I got the name Fire in high school, because I'm Irish, oh, okay. and I have a very hot temper. And oh, so, like, okay. You know, guys would try to mess with me, and my friends would tell them, look, you don't want to mess with her. You know, you mess with Fire, you're going to get burned. And it kind of stuck. <laughs> well, a few years ago, uh, cause me and Smoke have been married over 20 years now, and a few years back, we got our first Harley. And he was like, I don't have a road name. And I'm like, Smoke. And he's like, not Smokey? I said, no, Smoke. He's like, why Smoke? <laughs> I said, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. There you go. <laughs> so he just yeah, he goes by DJ Smoke. Dude, yeah, you're the monitor. There you go. Yeah. I see why you promote. It all makes sense. So what happened, I think it was 20... 18, um, we were invited to join on the Mushroom Head Halloween tour. Oh, cool! Smoke is for our. We have a production company, or it's a band tour. It's full service management company called Smoke and Fire Productions. Well, he's our. We call him the photo sniper, because he gets you know shots of guys that some people can't seem to get, and he's really good at getting drummers. Which, I mean, they're hard to get good shots because they're hidden. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you gotta get in there. Yeah. And that was the whole reason we were invited, is they wanted some, you know, stuff done on stage. And um, He Killed Three was on tour with Halloween that year, and they're the ones who had showed the guys in Halloween the shots he gets. So we got invited. So we jumped on. We did three shows with them. We did Tucson Phoenix, and then we did the Whiskey A Go-Go. Well, the very first show in Tucson, Mosh Pit... And DJ Ink Master goes in the mosh pit, and he comes back over because I was uh, running the merch table for He Killed Three and Dead Superstar, who was also on the tour, because they didn't have anybody to watch it while they're, you know, getting ready, they're on stage, whatever. And he comes back, and his elbow is not where it should be. It's like halfway up his arm. He had fell, and he broke it. He had to have surgery on it, and it was funny because his surgery was on Halloween. But he made it the rest of the other two shows. He was like, I'm not missing this. <laughs> That's awesome. So we yeah, still it. tease him about going in the mosh pit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, oh, and talking about guys that don't look like they would be in a metal band, um, the guys in Mushroom Head, when, when they're not in their stage gear, they look more like they would be bankers or lawyers or something. They, they don't, 
look like they would be in a metal band at, they don't even look like they'd be in a rock band. <laughs> they don't even look like they'd qualify for a boy band. <laughs> I think of, a lot of people would agree with that one. Yeah, it's kind of, <laughs> kind of funny. And then, you know, they're out on stage and they've got their mask and they've got all their gear on and they look totally different. Yeah, they are definitely. Yeah, they are definitely pushing the mask thing, and I and I dig it. Like, they, they you know, uh, I, I can honestly say with all my heart, uh, and, and I don't mean no disrespect, but uh, you know, definitely not. I not, don't know very much of their music. I never really got into them. Uh, I think I, I I can name any of their songs, and that's just legitimately because I never got into them. I never studied them. Um, but I have to say, every time I saw, like, a photo of them or anything like that, mm -hmm. like, it, dude, it's not like, because, I mean, well, in Guitar Magazine, they would, you know, they'd have a photo of one of them, or even in Drummer Magazine, because they, ha you know, they, they have those crazy masks, like, they're, yep. they're gnarly, like, and uh, I, I'm a huge Slipknot guy, and I'm not saying that because I'm saying, fuck Mushroom Head, no, I don't give a fuck about that, I don't see it either way, I love uh, Slipknot because I love their music, mm -hmm. I don't. I don't give two fucks about Mushroom Head because I don't know them. Right. It's, 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 that's, it's that simple, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but when I, you know, I love Slipknot's uh, masks and stuff, but when I when I see the photos of uh, Mushroom Head, especially, like, I don't know, because they don't have their original vocalists anymore, right? Am I wrong about that? Uh, no, you, you are right. I think the only original member of Mushroom Head mm -hmm. left is the drummer. Oh, wow, really? Wow. Yeah. Okay, I didn't even know that much. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but, uh, but the, the vocalist, I, uh, I do remember seeing one video where he had, like, the weird hands on his face. Those ma Their masks are so, like, gnarly and intricate and so just, ugh. Yeah. Yeah, another good one, and they don't use masks. They do uh, really some badass-looking face paint. It's uh, Fatal Malady. Melody. I, I am not familiar with them, to be honest. Yeah, they're based out of Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, we got to see them because they opened for Mushroom Head at the Whiskey. Oh, and I had heard their music before because they're an Arizona band. And But I had never really seen seen them. And, oh man, the, the face paint that they do is awesome. It is cool. Kind of like, uh, oh, wow. they look like skeletons. Yeah, they do kind of like skeletons. Oh, really? Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm, dude, yeah. Every every band that we've been talking about, I've been writing them down. I got my notebook here. I'm just writing everything <laughs> down. I, 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 I love like I, you know with everything that's been going on. You know, like I could be like, ah, I'm checking out new bands, blah blah blah. No, I've kind of been doing the quite the opposite. I've been just getting self-absorbed into when darkness falls, and I mean that. And and the most positive, correct way I can try to, like, say it, because, well, I just mean I, I want to write, I want to do something that's going to be amazing, so when we do come out, uh, we can give give folks something worth listening to, and really, uh, not just something to listen to, but, like, make them feel something, you know, because, like, mm -hmm. that, that's what music is about, is that vibration going through the body and creating something, uh, creating happiness inside you, or Whatever it is, whatever that makes you feel, whatever our song makes you feel, yeah. And that's cool. Um, why don't you tell us about the song Zenith the Black? Ah, Zenith the Black. So this is this is a very interesting song. So um, I, I wrote all the music for this song, 
Um, but however, uh, I did not write the lyrics, and uh, which was which is a very interesting. The lyrics on this song is actually, uh, uh, I guess it's okay to say. I don't, I don't think it's, it's wrong to say in any way. But it, it actually was a, a, a suicide letter mm-hmm. of one of our of one of our old drummers, um, uh, our old drummer. Um, he, nothing, nothing's happened with him. He's cool. He's still. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, he's doing his thing. Um, but uh, you know, unfortunately, he is was the last drummer of the band, and mm-hmm. uh, like I say, it was very, you know, there, if things were wrong, uh, things could have been said, but things were very abrupt, and uh, I'll leave it at that, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, I wish, I obviously wish everybody the best of luck with life and stuff. And that was the reason why we, were, I, I thought we were able to use these lyrics, because these lyrics were, were uh, yeah, they were a suicide. It was a suicide note. Uh, that he had written, and uh, what he gave it to me one day, and uh, like, cause, cause, you know, he was dealing with a lot of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and one day, you know, cause he was stoked to join the band. He had been in the band for a while, but he quit the band for a year, and when he came back and joined the group, he was just like, dude, I'm stoked, bro. Like, I'm happy. Like, let, like, this is what I want to do. You know, like, mm-hmm. this is why I, I see, I see true growth here. Let's, let's grow together. You know, as a band and blah blah blah, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And uh, a couple months in, no. I was working out some new material, and he pulled out this letter. That's when he was just like, "Dude, I I want you to to use these lyrics in a song." And I was just like, "Fuck yeah!" And I was I, I'm down. I was just like, "But what's the name?" And he's like, "Dude, it's a plaque." And I was like, "All right, I dig it." And then I <laughs> and then cool, that's like, you know, yeah. So uh, I can only give I can only give a. Uh, uh, you know, my how I feel about music as the lyrics. You know, I sing them and I scream them, but uh, you know, it's all up for interpretation at that point. You know, for everybody. Awesome. <laughs> well, we're going to take another quick break, and we're going to play Zenith the Black. We will be yes. back in a few minutes. You got DJ Fire and Fire's Flames. Where you want the best? I got the best right here on Breakouts DJ's Radio.
huge weed advocate, man. Let me tell you. Like, okay, and now everybody I, knows because we just went live again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hello and surprise. <laughs> but it's true. It is true. I dabble in the marijuana. Yeah, I always, I'm like, you know, I've been smoking it since I was 13, and I'm 54. I am not stopping at any time soon. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Dude, I, <laughs> I think of, like, funny stories, man, like, all the, like, I, yeah, I've smoked pot for quite a bit, man, and, uh, you know, not only, it just, like, relieves true anxiety, like, and I, and I mean that with all the best, because I'm going to be like, yeah, my anxiety, or my head hurts, it's just like, you know what, when I wake up in the morning, I feel like my brain just fucking was thrown at the wall, and it's like paint, just like trying to just like, ah, figure itself out, but, but no, I take a poof, I take a, take a hit, you know, take a dab, what, dab has been, I've been dabbing it up lately, but like, uh, Inkmaster Ink likes that. Oh yeah. He likes the dabs. Ink my my sister got him hooked on that one. Oh yeah, I, I don't blame him, man. Yeah, dude, it's just straight brain, you know, like boom. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep, and like I said, li thankfully now in Arizona it is legal. That is amazing. I I'm gonna clap for that one because I think that that's that's amazing. I think it should happen all across the board. Hopefully. You know, within time, it will. But I, I'm sure it will be all the way across the board. Yeah. Did you hear what they did um, starting this year in Oregon? Uh, I did not. Yeah, heroin and meth is now legal. Oh, gosh, I did hear that. <laughs> I thought we were still on the topic of marijuana, but I, I did not think about that. I wasn't thinking that, that broad. But, like, wow, yeah. Isn't that interesting of all the states? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but plastic, like, plastic straws are illegal, so I'm thinking, man, they must be driving people crazy up there. I can't imagine what's going on over there. I can't even think. Kind of like, what were they thinking? Yeah, I know. It's just like, is there clinics? Do you get a medicinal... Uh, can you get a medicinal heroin or a medicinal meth card? How does that work? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I always thought it was funny. People are like, you know, marijuana is a gateway drug. And I'm like, yeah, to McDonald's or yeah, Jack no in joke. the Box or your fridge. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you may go to all three of them at once, but you're still going to be happy. Exactly. <laughs> and then I had saw this the meme on Facebook a while back, and it's like, you know, drunk drivers run red lights and kill people, and pot smokers will sit at a stop sign waiting for it to turn green, and I'm like dying of laughter going, I've done that. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> just so sitting true. there and everybody in the car, and finally somebody goes, why are we just sitting here? And I'm like, I'm waiting for, oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Def uh, you know. It, yeah. Alcohol is definitely going to be the, the the bigger bang. You know, as far as like what's going to hurt you. Yeah. And I don't want to. And I, you know, and I, that's the funny part is I do drink. I I'm a drinker. I love to drink a lot, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to defend my drinking. You know, I'm not gonna try to. But it's like realistically, it would be like if I would if I if I had to stop one, I would stop drinking and I would smoke weed all the time because I knew I would most likely live longer and I'd be happier, you know, but, uh, there you go. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not a whole, I'm not really big on drink. I mean, I do like to drink once in a while, but I kind of have expensive taste. Like, ah. I, I like Crown Royal. Oh, I see. I, I like Goldschlager. Mm, okay, all right. Eli, I just sent you a friend request on Facebook. Did you catch that one? No, what did you say? Uh, DJ Smoke said he sent you a friend request on Facebook. Oh, damn. Okay, I'm, I'll accept it right now. Watch that. Oh, and we have a comment from Garfield in our chat room. He goes, weed, yum. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. go, Garfield. Dude, I, I say, if you haven't tried it, give it a shot. If you don't dig it, that's okay. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was, I had a friend of mine in high school. She would go to parties with me all the time, and she preferred drinking over everything. That, that was her thing to do. And, you know, we would be up in the mountains, and she's stumbling around, and I'm thinking, you know, this dumb bitch is going to fall off the mountain. So I would take her to my car, and I would put her in my car and lock the door. And I would tell her, you can't come out because I'm locking you in. And I would shut the door. Now, thank God, well, actually not, because it would be hilarious to have gotten this on video. People would be walking by my car, and she'd be pounding on the window yelling, Hey, let me out, I'm locked in. And I was like... Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the difference. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I, yeah, I, it's, it's a funny thing, you know, uh, it's a funny for me to talk about it, I guess, because, like, I, you know, most folks, you know, who hang out with me or know me personally, that, you know, they, they would know that, you know, I'm going to offer a smoke and I'm going to offer a drink, you know, but, mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm not, but if I'm going to advocate anything, it's definitely going to be the marijuana because... It, it's awesome, man. And and there's so, there's so much to it more than 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 we can imagine. But I don't want to be that pothead that's like, oh, we ban, you know, it fixes everything. But, <laughs> <laughs> like the, uh, the, the movie Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we could step in that realm, but uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, that, that was kind of me and my friends in high school. I would have been one of the ones falling out of the van with the bills of smoke. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And now it's yeah. kind of like, yeah, I smoke some. Love oh, the okay. edibles that I get. I I like making them as well. Oh, I see. That's awesome. I, I, I've never baked or uh, gone, my, gone on that picture of my own. Yeah, it's really not that hard. We had... Very you hilarious. You butter, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we had a, a friend of mine in high school. He kept a lot of snakes, and he had poisonous ones that he had caught. And we had a party, and this little kid kept going in that one room, and we kept telling him, don't go in there. Well, the kid goes in there, he ended up letting out a couple of rattlesnakes. So, my friend goes and he caught one and put it, got it put back away and he was trying to catch the other one and he got bit. So, we load him up in my car, we take him up to the hospital and the doctor comes out and he goes, well, where's the snake? And I'm like, it's still at his house. Why? And they're like, we need the snake. And I'm like, hey, you gotta be kidding me. So we go back and there's five guys and me and I'm the one and I don't like snakes that has to go in and catch this stupid snake and they didn't tell me to kill it so I just put it in a bag 
we go back to the hospital and we, I hand it to the doctor and he's like, is it still alive? And I'm like, you didn't say to kill it. But yeah, here, have a snake. <laughs> I'm like, I ain't touching it. You're like, details, man, details. Exactly. <laughs> so I go to see him a few days later. He's still in the hospital, but he's getting better. And he's like, man, I really want some weed. And a friend of mine was with me and we're like, we got you. We're going to go make something and, and put some weed in it. So we go get a quarter, quarter pound. Oh, yeah. And oh, then, yeah. then we decide we're going to make him a hamburger. And we put, oh, man. We put so much weed in it, the meat looked green. Whoa. And we, what? We, oh, yeah, we loaded that thing. And we fried up his hamburger, and we made it with, you know, lettuce and tomatoes and everything, and wrapped it up and took it up to the hospital. And he looks at it, he's like, I wanted weed. And we're like, dude, <laughs> look at the meat. And he goes, holy fuck, it's green. I'm like, yep, that's where we put it. Here's your <laughs> Yeah, he was high as fuck when he got done with that thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I you, my favorite story. Hell yeah. Uh, what was that? I said a weed burger, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no joke, right? No joke. I don't need to set a fries for that burger. No, he didn't get any fries. We just did that. All he ate was that burger and he was high as fuck. Oh, yeah, that's all you need, man. So, when they have a shutter, it's 35. Oh, they're over here discussing. We're going to pick some stuff up tomorrow. <laughs> so, they're, oh, like, looking it up. Okay. We've got weed maps now. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah that, that, are you guys using the app, or are you guys, yeah. how are you guys using that? We use the that's app. That's awesome. <laughs> so, we can look up, and we're like, ooh, I want that, and I want that, and I want that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we, that's uh, that's amazing. I haven't I haven't heard anybody mention weed maps in so long. But I, it, weed maps when I when I everything when the dispensary started first opening, it was the, it was the most perfect thing. And I recommend anybody who who's coming to visit or that that is new to any states with marijuana, but uh, where it's legal, like download that app because it, you'll find all the dispensaries that you need to find. Oh yeah. Oh, I thought it was hilarious when we were at the Whiskey A Go Go inside the women's restroom on the back of the door. There's this like poster for weed delivery service. No, no way. Yes. What? Oh wow! I, my friend, I had her take a picture of me standing next to that poster because I'm like, check it out. They got weed delivery service in California. (laughs) That's awesome. I guess you call it up and you know order it like you would order from you know DoorDash or whatever. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Because like here in Colorado, like, uh, you can uh, sign up and become, like, uh, kind of like a customer of that store, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, of, and I guess eventually if they know who you are and your profile's real and you've been there, it would make sense that they would be able to deliver to you. Yeah, I mean, it makes it nice, actually. Yeah. That makes it amazing. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so odd to see that poster advertising for, you know, weed delivery and mine. Oh. But that sto- yeah, that stoner, dude, like, think, think of how long we've been selling booze and there's only been a drive-up window. But one thing you're not supposed to do is drink and drive and have a drive-up window to the booze place. Exactly. And, the, <laughs> yeah, and then the weed store's like, fuck it, dude, we're going to deliver it to them. They're like, they're going to love it. <laughs> yep. We have a, a comment from Garfield. He said, "Weed dash." Weed dash. There you go. 
Instead of a door dash, we need weed dash. I know, weed dash. In right now, Eli. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? He said he's putting his order in right now. For the trip to the weed place. <laughs> the weed oh, store. Oh, nice, dude. Yes, man. I need more to dab on it. I need some flour. <laughs> yeah, oh, we, dude, we were yeah. talking about dab. Smoke one for me, there. man. Yeah, I gotta smoke one for him. I will. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, he will. <laughs> dude, yeah. Dude, yeah. I'm bro. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll admit I've been secretly dabbing it up while we've been talking. Well, if I ever meet you, we're going to dab No worries. Not a secret no more, damn it. No, no, you know, tons of people worldwide know. But that's cool. I mean, because it's legal in Colorado, and it's legal yeah, in Arizona, yeah. so we can talk about it. Yeah, dude, it's not like I'm sitting in Canada or something. Oh, wait, is we legal Canada now? How's that going over there? I don't Canada, know. Uh, uh, for all you listeners, because I know some of you listening are in Canada, is weed legal there yet, guys? Because yeah. we, we, we kind of want to know. I, I know they have a lot of weed advocates up there, and I know, you know, maybe with, uh, I, don't, I don't know, we'll see. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to discriminate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see Latino Heat is listening, and he's in Canada. Garfield said, yes, weed is legal in Canada. That's awesome. Oh, well, see you guys. I'm going to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm already... Well, he said it's legal yeah. in Ontario. Oh, okay. Ontario is a cool city, right? I guess. I've never been to Canada. Well, it's a cool province. Well, it's a... Oh, province. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, they do things a little different there. Um, I know the band Faceless Orphans. They're from Ontario. Uh, no, they're from Quebec, Canada. Oh. And, uh... What's the name of the band? Faceless Orphans. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, they're going to be on my show next week. Um, okay. I'm going to definitely check out that show, then. Yeah, they were uh, the lead singer. If you saw his name, it looks like Jean Landry, but it's Jeanne Landry. Oh, oh, French, that makes sense then. Yeah. I call yeah. him Jean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ink calls him Jean. <laughs> but, uh, he was telling me, you know, we were talking one day and he was telling me about the differences between Canada and the U.S. and how Canada was formed versus, you know, how the U.S. got independence. And, I mean, oh. Canada's story is way better than ours. They, they, that, that makes, I believe it. Yeah, what they did was some guy, whoever he was, invited, like, these, you know, people from each area all to a big party. Gave them all $50,000 to become their own little provinces or, or however they had it set up. Oh, wow. And I'm like, okay, in the U.S., we threw tea in, in water. In Canada, they threw a party. They got a way better story than we do. <laughs> dude, no, wait, we have, dude, we came to America, and then, like, we settled on the 13, we had the 13 colonies, cool, we're doing great, we're doing great, but then more and more people came, and then they started going all west, and they're like, this is my fucking land, ah! yeah. cool, I, and I get it, Manifest Destiny, I get it, I get it, dude, but there were Indians there, yep. <laughs> and that's a whole other cat, uh, fucking, you know, cat worms, but anywho. Yep. It would have been better. Just do a big party. 
Yeah, throw in a big party. Yeah, dude, all he had to do was just, like, round up enough buffalo and then just give them to the Indians. And they're like, you know what? These white dudes are not too bad. You know? There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Might have been different. JD I don't buffaloes. Know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, and apparently, according to Big Boss Man, he lives in Kingston, which was the first capital of Canada. That's cool. Oh, wow. Kingston. That's awesome. That's a cool name. Yeah, it is. Um, have you guys heard of a band called Iron Kingdom? Yep. Yep. Awesome. Uh, we, we actually, we played with Iron Kingdom at a small place called the Tennessee's Tap in Denver. Uh, I think it was in 2019, actually. Uh, there was a, it was right before Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I think it was. And we played with them and, uh, I'm gonna have to say that band blew me away. I was genuinely surprised, uh, like just how good they were and like the presence on stage. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I thought they were awesome, man. Uh, like that old school thrash, you know, like mm -hmm. it was like yeah, man. A, a Motorhead meets Iron yep. Maiden type stuff. You <laughs> yeah, know? Cool. And, and, what's that? I said cool. Yeah, they rock, man. Oh, <laughs> oh, right. And they got a they got a gal that's playing the guitar as well. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember her name right now. Actually, I, I don't. I, I can't remember any of their names. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but that was a great show. And uh, Iron Kingdom, if, if you're up in Canada, man, check them out because those guys are great. That's cool. Uh, let's see. We have a comment from Big Boss Man. He said, "Sir John A. McDonald was the first Prime Minister." Okay, uh, Big Boss Man, did he have the Hamburglar, like, as his assistant or something? <laughs> and you had to know that was coming. Yep. <laughs> I knew it was. I was sitting there rapping before she said it. <laughs> I knew it was coming. And then he has a question for you. He asked if you've ever heard of Tragically Hip. I have not. Tragically Hip. I don't know if that's a metal band. I don't know if that's a deathcore band. What, what's going on there? I have no idea. Um, it's a band from his hometown. Sounds like a bunch of, uh, like, uh, if I if I had a, a band, but not a boy band, but what we did was, we instead of singing, we went out and just break danced. You know? mm -hmm. that's, that's what the name of my band would be. Like Tragically Hip. Like, there yeah. you go. Yeah, that would kind of fit. Yeah, I think it. But I, I am going to look at this band. <laughs> oh, he says they're a rock band. Oh, tra that's awesome. Tragically Hip. Yeah, there's a lot of good bands in Canada. Um, Faceless Orphans. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. And I play their music all the time. I could probably name more Canadian wrestlers than I could name Canadian bands. Uh-oh. Latino would bury you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Latino's into wrestlers, and he's in Canada. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's awesome. As much, hey, listen, as as much as I'm into wrestling, I even have to give him his props, and I'm way older than him. <laughs> so, yeah, even though shit I don't know, I'll, I'll give it to him. <laughs> yeah, at our station, they, there's, you know, DJs from, you know, all over the world, basically. Yeah. As well as listeners. That's amazing. And we're all on we one station. We have one from the UK. Huh? We have one in the UK. Oh, we have one Mixie. in... Mixie. Oh, that's right. She yeah. is in the UK. Hey, do you guys... Uh, speaking of uh, Canadian groups, I guess... Uh, do you guys ever listen to Fozzie? 
Yes. Chris Jericho. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, there we go. Judas. That's my guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm a cow, I'm a cow, I'm a cow, man. Yeah, yeah, they did an awesome <laughs> cover of Over the Mountain. Oh, yeah, dude. dude yes, they did. did they, yeah. they, they have a bunch of great covers that oh, they've been yeah. posting, actually. I, I was genuinely surprised. I was like, wow, they're doing Judas Priest covers. Yes, they're doing they do. Scorpion covers. Yeah. They're going all <laughs> over the spectrum. Uh, respect, dude. Yeah, yeah, I never thought Jericho could make a rock, man. <laughs> I love it. Did, did you see when he got like that tweet thing with Sebastian Bach? Because yeah. Sebastian Bach was saying he was yeah. lifting it. I, I was just like, Jesus, dude, shut up, man. <laughs> I could have said. And then Jericho posts a video of him singing a, uh, a Skid Row song, acapella. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love Jericho. Yeah, I love he's him. great. <laughs> And apparently, according to Big Boss Man, Brian Adams is from Kingston. Well, I didn't know Brian Kingston Adams from Yeah. I knew Brian Adams was Canadian, but I didn't know he was from Kingston. Mm-hmm. Me either. I knew he was from Canada. But apparently he's from Kingston. That's kind of cool. That's pretty cool. That's two. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, it is. We hit that's cool. Brian Adams. <laughs> there you go. Awesome, Larry. Got any more? <laughs> yeah, right on. Right? Dude, I know. He's just giving us all of it. He's just like, we're going to know everything about Canada at the end of this. That's my boy right there. So he probably could <laughs> tell us all about Canada and the bands. I dig it. I yeah. dig it. I dig it. Yeah, I'd like to go up I'd like to go up there and check out check it out, man. I've never been to Canada. And plus, we got to go see the other part of the states, Alaska. we got to get there, right, somehow. Oh, exactly. Oh, and apparently Avril Levine lives about 20 minutes from him. Avril Levine? Yep. How, how many ties does she own now? I don't know. <laughs> I bet Larry does. I <laughs> know. <laughs> He's like 4,809. Yeah. Right on, Eli. <laughs> Yeah, just in red, and then he just like goes through every other color and the stripes and square colors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he made a comment. He says, "Google it. It's not just for porn anymore." <laughs> right on. Dude, I don't know. Google might be different in Canada. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Larry, is say. Google different in Canada versus the U.S.? Wait, how? Wait, that's a, that's so hard question to ask. You you would you would have to ask Google here in America and then <laughs> ask Google in Canada and then see the answers are different. That's then you'd true. Really know. Then you, and then you would have to say a on the end of it, like eh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you break the matrix, and then we're all stuck. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Then we're all screwed. Yeah. Oh, like, what happened? <laughs> what was that? Uh, they were they were a band more of a comedy band than anything from the eighties. Um, that they did a, that song "Take Off to the Great White North." No, that was Bob and Doug McKenzie. Yeah, I love <laughs> oh. those guys. Yeah, take off. <laughs> I, I don't think I'd have to listen to them. I don't know who that is. Oh, you gotta check them out and listen to their uh, Twelve the Days of Twelve Christmas. Days of Christmas. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> Okay, I'll check it out. Oh, you really got to, Eli. You'll laugh your ass off and dab before you do. Yeah. <laughs> I will, I promise. All That's right, a Yeah, they are funny. Oh, God, I remember yeah, listening to them in the 80s. The take off to the Great White North. 
Oh, dude, speaking of, I mean, I don't know, like, because we're talking 80s, I'm thinking hair metal, but still Panther. Ooh, yes. Dude, I, I, when they, when they were coming through, or when they broke through, or, man, I, I couldn't help it, dude, because it was too good. Like, the riffs that Satchel writes and everything, and mm -hmm. then, like, and it's just, uh, it's just yummy. Uh, the later stuff is really good, too. It's been a, more, a little more rocky, like, uh, yeah. maybe that's because they're hanging out with Corey, Corey Taylor a lot more. I don't know. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> Could be. Yeah. So what was the first concert you ever went to? The first concert? Oh, the first concert I ever went to was uh, Mayhem Festival uh, 2008. Nice. Yeah, and uh, that was because I do like uh, Slipknot was I was I was a huge Slipknot fan. Like, I am. And, <laughs> hell yeah, dude! Horns up to it, man. Like yes, I, I'm a huge Slipknot fan, dude. And uh, the funny part was like uh, I was I was playing guitar and learning more about music, and uh, that's uh, and my cousin had showed me a Dragon Force, mm -hmm. and, I, and 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 the, yeah, and this is before the whole Guitar Hero explosion thing, you know, mm -hmm. and I. And I was just like Dragon Force, and then uh, and actually, and it was so rare. So I knew the Dragon Force, I knew Slipknot, and then obviously I knew Disturb was going to be on the on the bill. But then it was so funny. Like I was kind of a weird kid, you know. And you know, when you're a weird kid, we're all weird kids, you know. Man, you know, you're uh, awesome you, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, I, like I could like with Google like these weird videos and shit, mm -hmm. like you know, like. You know, like on rock.com, like people's hands being cut off and then leading into like, just like the word suicide, just the word suicide, we'll just leave it at that. Right. And then, uh, and in my, in my, my young days of just trying to find suicide, I would Google the word suicide and that's how I discovered the band Suicide Silence. And oh, nice. uh, happened to <laughs> I know it's kind of, it's kind of morbid and gross, but it's true. But that's how I discovered them and that kind of like you know doing that like listen they kind of like changed me from wanting to like to, I don't know watching graphic things on Facebook and or not Facebook and type like weird shit on w weird websites and mm -hmm. stuff like that and, and like the music hearing like this music that was compounded or or composed in a different way uh, in a more disruptive way helped me get a really get away from wanting to it be visual and like really uh, having an outlet because when you see like photos and weird shit like that it doesn't really fix anything it, it kind of just feeds into a frenzy right and, yeah and music's always been a release and that, that was kind of how that happened and when I went to that first show the, all those fucking bands were there and I was like I gotta go I gotta go <laughs> well I read something <laughs> recently they've done a study I mean they've done multiple studies on metal music but the most recent one that I read, it was saying that um, people who listen to metal music are generally happier. They have lower blood pressure. They have a better heart rate than listening to any other type of music. Yeah, uh, I, I've definitely, I've, you know, I've, I've seen different articles like that, and I, I would have to agree because um, a lot of the biggest, you know, the big thing that metal helps with is for me personally, you know, it's aggression and, uh, you know, and just anything, any kind of angst, you know, that can still build up inside your body, like, it has to be released and to let it out musically and just feel a feeling and, like, you know, I think that's why, that's why people, you know, get into, like, cutting and shit like that, is because they need to feel, like, the cut. 
cut is the release. That's they're they're like they have this feeling inside of them. They're like fuck, fuck. What is it? I can't. I don't even know how to express this feeling. And so they cut themselves and they associate that cut, that feeling with the release, that, that feeling something. And it's just like, dude, you can, music can be that release. You just got it. You just got to be reached. You just got to see it positively. So that's just how I've always seen music. Yeah, know? and that you know, and 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 that's. How you look at it too because it's like i get that from listening to music you get that from performing music making music and you know what i mean so that's a pretty cool thing you just said you just compared listeners and musicians and what we both get out of what you do and what we listen to that you do yeah 100 percent dude you know, uh, and it, it works both ways, you know, with me. I think, you know, for a performer, too, it works the other way, too, because, you know, like, I'll hear, so, sometimes I'm writing stuff and I feel a little lost, and sometimes I just have to listen to a tune that makes me feel the way, you know, it makes me feel, like, the way I want to feel, like, happy, anger, whatever it is, you know, the release, and so it's, it's music, music is such a beautiful thing, man, like, yeah, man. whether you're creating it or listening to it, like, wow, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it is. Well, they say music heals the soul. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a, a artist. He does uh, techno music, and he does he does all of his own beats and everything on his computer. He awesome. is autistic. Mm. He he was considered low functioning autistic, and then you know he would was starting to listen to music that his parents would have playing or whatever. And the music is what helped get him to where he was talking, and now he's considered high-functioning autistic, and he's still putting his music out there, and he's like, he tells people it saved him. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it is, he's good. Yeah, I love his he's music. good. He goes by Dagovac. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> the name alone, man, just yeah. grabs you, don't it? <laughs> yeah, that's sick. I like that. That's Me too. <laughs> yeah, I play some of his music on my shows as well. I have um, as well. He's an awesome kid, and he just, he's all about, you know, helping other autistic kids to, to not awesome. feel like they're limited in any way, because right. they're not. They're only limited by the people around them, usually. Yeah. That say, oh, yeah. you can't do that. Oh, don't do that. You'll get hurt. Don't Don't do that. Yeah, and, yeah, they put them, they put them in a bubble, you know. It's just yeah, like, right. And if you kind of just let them go and be them, you'd be surprised. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, uh, you know, the, you know, when it comes to stuff like that, it's it's tough, you know, because you know, you know, people with autism and stuff like that, you know, they're not always obviously at the, at, at the beginning, they're not always able to express themselves correctly, mm -hmm. and, and and shut and. Yeah, us as humans, if we see something that's not, to us, that's not working right, in parentheses, to us not working right, we're just like, oh, well, this doesn't work, we, we just got to give it no attention, and when we do give it attention, it just needs to be doing what the fuck we want it to do, and that, but it, it's just like, that's not fair, because as a human being, you can't do that to a human being. Exactly. You know? Right on, man. Yeah, yeah, one of my kids, yeah. he's autistic, he's considered high-functioning, and they diagnosed him when he was three, and they were like, okay, now you're going to have to do this, and we got to do this, and we got to do that, and I looked at him, and I went, nope, <laughs> we're not doing wow. it, and he was 25 when I actually told him that he did does have high-functioning autism, 
And he's like, really, Mom? He's like, why didn't you ever tell me? And I'm like, because I wasn't going to let you use it as an excuse for bad behavior. And he started laughing, and he goes, you know? He says, I would have. And I'm like, yes, I know you would have. <laughs> That's your boy, David. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but he's glad that, you know, I didn't restrict him by... You know, he has this, so, oh, he can't do that, he can't do this, he can't do this other thing. I let him do what he wanted. Yeah. And yeah. that could have been the best thing for him, obviously. Yeah, he was training to be a uh, UFC fighter for a long time. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's like That's a major awesome. step. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now he's yeah, getting that, married. That takes a lot of, of like, a mental to go into fight and like just put your body and do all that so like that that shows a lot a lot to be honest that's amazing yeah yeah that's real fighting with very few rules yeah, <laughs> yeah. that ain't WWE for sure yeah yeah <laughs> well I've got about a half hour left in my show so I have to get ready to hand off to the next DJ who I am not sure yet who that is Tommy Key Oh, okay. So Comic <laughs> Geek is on after I am. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, no worries. Stick around. Exactly. Yeah, Jesus, stick around for real. Oh, yeah. So we're going to let you go. We had a great time with you today. We hope to see you in person performing soon. Oh, yeah, you're welcome back on the show anytime. Yeah, man. I really... I really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. You're all kind-hearted. I, I tell you what, the next time we come on, it won't just be me. We'll get everybody else in here. We'll get Kayla. We'll get Will in here. And I hope to goodness that we can have a drummer uh, to be talking as well. But either way, there's still so much that's going to be done, and we're going to keep working our ass off. Awesome. Eli. Yes, sir. When we're done here, the Ink Master, that's my DJ name, is going to go to his room. And he's going to fire up his torch. And I'm going to do a big old fat dab for you. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. I'm going to do the same right. I'll do the same exact thing, man. <laughs> then here, here, get just Sabrina you, with just you. Just for you, though. Oh, right on. <laughs> get Sabrina oh, it's with gonna me. Oh, going to be Dab. 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 <laughs> yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm going to be copping, I promise. Oh, right there, I'm going to cop, too. Oh, he always oh, yeah. got a thing to say when I cop, I'll think of you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, if you, if you don't, I'm just going to be sitting around, and every time you don't cop and you take a dab, I'm going to be sitting around, and a tear's going to come out of my eye, and I'm going to be like, God damn it, he didn't cop. Right, I can't do that to you, so listen, you're going to always be in my thoughts when I dab and cough. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. And he coughs every time. Absolutely, because I blow out mushroom clouds, man. Dude, hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. We got nukes of our own. I dig it. Yeah. Get your ass up on Facebook, bro, so get back at me. <laughs> of course. I, I definitely will. I really appreciate everybody, and I appreciate y'all listening and talking and letting, letting me talk, you know? But I dig it. Yeah. yeah. We're just ho- we just hope you had a good time, because I know I had a great time. I had a blast. I, dude, I had more than a blast. I, I, I'm stoked, man. It was a good time. See, that's why they, they nicknamed me on the radio station as the queen of the interview. Because this is how my interviews turn out. They, they're they never formal. They're just, you know, whatever. And the coolest part of it is I get to help when I'm, when I'm not working. And I caught this one just in time. <laughs> Hell yeah. 
And it yeah, seems I'm, so, to me, I'm so happy. And it seems to me you don't have that rare disease that most uh, lead singers have, and it's called LSD. It's called lead singer's disease, which means they're all primpy and prissy. Prima donnas. Yep. <laughs> no, dude, I, I'm the dude that said that's going to be at the bar ass taking shots and then laughing and doing, bu- you know, uh, doing bumps, excuse me, uh, bumping knuckles, <laughs> bumping knuckles, excuse me, bumping uh, bump knuckles with everybody, dude, having a good time, dude, I, I, I just, I, I, I dude, I'm going to die, you're going to die, we're all going to die, let's be stoked while we're alive. There you uh, go. Right on. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, we look forward to having you back on our show again, Absolutely. and I look forward to your new CD coming out. I want to hear it. Oh, I'm going to snatch all the music from her and play it on my <laughs> shows as well. Because <laughs> I, yeah. I want the new stuff. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. And plus, yeah, get that new shit. And when it says the Mandy's goes, it's smile the stoner smile. There's yeah. triple S's. <laughs> yeah, smile the stoner yeah. smile. <laughs> Hell yeah! Well, I'll, I got. I got. I'll say it one more time. We got that. We got the new album coming out. It's called. I. I haven't even said the name of it, but it's actually called "What We Leave Behind," and it's very appropriate of what happened. You know, with all this bullshit, and obviously we want to leave all this bullshit behind, but we got to live through it, and we got to listen to it and be stoked. But move forward, man. Have a good time. Awesome. We look forward to hearing more from you guys, and we will talk to you again soon. Hell yeah. Woo! <laughs> have a good one. Woo! Yeah, have a good one. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was awesome. Okay. <laughs> I hope everyone enjoyed and had a good time listening in with our conversation with Eli from When Darkness Falls. I just like saying it that way. It sounds cool. <laughs> well, I've only got a little over half an hour left in my show, and I threw some music in. I threw in some of the Anchor, which we talked about, which Eli happens to have played on stage with them, and they're such an amazing band out of Colorado as well. You got DJ Fire and Fire's Flames, where you want the best, you got the best. Right here on Breakhouse DJ's Radio with no squirrels. Penis. Okay, we do have hyenas and javelinas, but no squirrels! <laughs> and we got a joker running around, too. Alright, here we go. We're going to kick it off with some Twisted Sister.
pretty cool. Alright, that was Twisted Sister, the anchor tested on humans, Skid Row, Quiet Riot, and some Ozzy. I've only got just a few minutes left to my show, and then DJ Atomic Geek will be coming up next, so make sure to stay tuned. She always has a good show. Bring a friend, a voice, bring anyone you can. Bring a bunch of friends, not just one. I said, I'm sure. <laughs> Voices and friends. I'd like multiples, man. Okay, then. We even got the Joker chiming in over here with his voice. But he don't have any but one voice. <laughs> I have multiple voices. Oh, uh, yeah, you got a multiple. You're going to hear him at midnight. Yeah, Heat Master will yeah. be on at midnight. <laughs> That's after Geek, right? Yep. Okay, right yeah. Right now we're geeking out. Yeah, we're we'll, out DJs. We'll geek out. Well, okay, the fires are burning low, so then we're gonna geek out, and then we're gonna listen to all of Inky's voices. I didn't open up any gates this time. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie to the people, bro. Do the Wookie boys. <laughs> yeah! Yes, we have Wookies. Chewie, <laughs> Dad, get off the table. <laughs> oh my God! They killed Kenny. <laughs> you bastard! We're just having a good time tonight. I hope. Take my ball and I'm going home. <laughs> yeah, I'm not touching that comment. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> anyway, I hope everybody had a good time with Eli from When Darkness Falls. I did. Oh man, I can't wait to see them perform. We've got to get them out to Arizona. Either that, or I'm just gonna go to Colorado to see them. Yeah, whichever. I can't wait to get him high. <laughs> dabs man dabs yeah he, they were already smoking their dabs they, they were linked by, by te- telepathy or sub- subliminal oh subliminal. subliminal they were smoking together I heard so him cough cool. man I heard him cough awesome <laughs> I missed that one <laughs> anyway everybody have a great night you got DJ Fire Fire's Flames where you want the best I got the best and ink on the side. <laughs> <laughs> and next week we will have Trader live on Tuesday. We have Faceless Orphans live on Wednesday and Dead Superstar live on Thursday. And here's something I ain't said in a long time. If you don't think DJ Fire is the queen of the interviews, I'll punch you in your fucking throat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really wouldn't punch you, but I'm just making a point. I just do it to have fun. I just have fun with them. That's all I do. Everybody, have a great night and peace. See ya!